0: Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we
1: open my presents now, Mommy? A good guy! I knew it! (laughs) Hi, I'm Chuckie. He's something,
0: isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Andy? Undetected Mike Norris. Homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclays. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. <laughs> and so has terror. Mommy, I know who was on the counter. Andy, who, Andy?
1: Nobody believed sure. you.
0: For God's sake.
1: Why won't you believe me?
0: Because I'm sane. is Barclay, sane and rational. No one believes the truth or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play.
1: Hello and a welcome to here's a Johnny's a reviews, the movie review podcast. A little slice and dice, or praise and hype, a movie each month. There's a theme, and since it's December, I'm doing festive fear, two, which is my look at Christmas horrors or horry horrors. Must be PC nowadays. Mm. Including better watch out, Krampus, Jack Frost, one and two, the Kevin Snowman movies. And today's movie's Child's Play. And I hear you say, but Child's Play's not a Christmas movie. Well, there's snow on the ground, there's presents, it's fucking Christmas. Uh, yes, folks, I'm looking at the killer doll movie that put my buddy dolls out of business and scared dozens of little kids, including me. I mean, I still work sideways at bloody dolls. Mm. This 1988 movie that made Brad Dorff a horror icon and Chucky a doll you don't want to fuck with. Unfortunately, these movies aren't without its scandals, as in 1993's Child's Play 3 was cited as the reason why little James Bulger was killed at the hands of John Venables and Robert Thompson. In case you don't know about that one, they kidnapped a the little boy out of a mall shopping centre um, and beat him up, uh, hit him with stones, sticks and other things and tied him to a railway track to be run over by a train, sadly. Also, there's Suzanne Copper, who was tortured by teenagers in 1992 and set alight after being beaten and raped for days and left her dead at the side of a ditch. And apparently, before she died in hospital, she's talked about how the kidnappers would play don't fuck with the chuck constantly or whatever the hell the thing was over and, over and over again. I mean, these people are just fucking animals. As shocking and as sad as these murders are, this is not a true crime podcast. It's a movie review one. So let's get back to Child's Play itself. With its nine million dollar budget, the thing pulled in forty four million, and a franchise was born. Now seven movies later and thirty years, how did this get so big? After all, it sounds ridiculous. A serial killer just happens to know black magic, transferred his soul into a doll with his dying breath, stalks a little boy trying to force a soul onto him. All well in the body of a doll that can do stuff no human can do. Even though it's said time and time and time again, the more time he spends in the doll, the more human he becomes. I mean, this little thing can spin its head round fully and have the limbs blown off with no effect, including the fucking head. Yet yeah, he's still alive. Now, with that, let's see if I'll be a good guy to this movie, or I'll fuck with the Chuck starring. Catherine Hicks, Chris Sarandon, Alex Vincent and Brad Dorf, directed by Tom Holland. The plot a serial killer is shot dead by a cop, however with his last breath he puts his soul onto a doll. Weeks later a mother buys the must-have doll of the season for her young son as the deaths start to happen. Could it be done by the six-year-old or indeed by the doll? So the movie opens up on Charles Lee Ray aka Chucky, played by Brad Dorf, or, or pronounced his bloody name, of all these Chelsea movies, Raw Zombies, Halloween movies, check my Archives, One for the Cuckoo's Nest, Dune, and Alien Resurrection, coming soon. Getting Chased by Cop Mike Norris, played by Chris Sarandon, of Fright Night, coming soon. Princess Bride, The Night Before for Christmas, check my Archives, and multiple video games. He chases Chucky into a toy store and it's two have a shootout and Chucky is shot through the heart. But not to worry, however, old Chuck knows some black magic, as you do, and transfers his soul into a plastic doll. And so Chucky, the foul-mouthed killer doll, is born. After the spell is over, lightning hits the stock of dolls and they all explode. That's a loss waiting to bloody happen right there. And note, this toy store was actually a closed down Chinese restaurant in Chicago. That must have been some size bloody restaurant, as a set is fucking huge. And let's go first and use some Hollywood magic to make this thing look bigger. Also, in the original script, the good guy dogs were supposed to have latex skin and fake blood, because, you know, that wouldn't fucking freak out kids, you know. And Andy was supposed to mix his blood with Chucky's, and while Andy was asleep, Chucky would do the killing of his bullies. As idea, however, was dumped, although it is still seen in this movie to apart where he kills the um, baby stuff for instance and okay i know the store is big but is this cop bloody well deaf he can't hear chucky screaming at the top of his lungs or all the noise he did when he pulled the entire stack of dolls down he's less than two fucking feet from where he's standing is he deaf anyway weeks later just what the hell was chucky doing all this time in a bloody packaging we meet lonely little boy Alex Barkley, played by Alex Vin- Andy Bartley even, played by Alex Vincent of these movies, and that's about it. It says birthday, and does this kid own anything other than good guy merchandise? I mean, he's wearing the jim jams, he's eating the cereal, and he has a bedspread. As he sees on TV, the good guy company now make dolls, and he must get one. Step aside, garbage patch kids, move along to the Ruxburn. there's a new creepy-ass doll in town. Even a fucking mascot is a creepy ass six feet guy in a bloody suit for crying out loud. Just before he annoys his mother to get up with a delicious breakfast of burned toast, a whole box of good guy cereal and some orange juice. Uh, Marcus turns to lemon juice. Mmm, delicious. He has seen his presents wrapped in good guy paper. And gee, Barbie and hell, look at he has nothing on his bloody company. Mmm. Said mother being Karen Barkley, played by Catherine Hicks of Star Trek IV, Seventh Heaven, and Turbulence. She's dragged out of bed at a crack of dawn, and people wonder why I don't want kids. So her little dear can open his presents, but oh no, no good guy doll for him. He's just having boring old clothes and a good guy playset. Sucks to be you, kid. And oh yeah, she's poor and must skimp and save to give this kid what he wants. So later that day, at work, Karen's friend, Maggie, played by Dehan Manoff, tells her that a bum has a good guy doll and is selling it cheap, not the ridiculous $100. I mean, who the hell is going to pay $100 for a doll in 1988, for crying out loud? So she buys the opened box doll, with no bloodstains or smoke or fire damage, for a pitiful $30 of her money, by the looks of it. She's caught by her little... Napoleon, boss, and told she must do overtime that night. But oh no, his little Andy's birthday. What will she do? Luckily, Maggie says she'll watch him. Uh, so much later that day, Karen gives Andy a doll she bought from him from a bum, without checking it at all, or even making sure it works or wasn't. Well, I don't know. exploding his hands, or even tampered with. I mean, come on, really? You know if things things are fucking easily explodable. You've seen the bloody start of a movie. BOOM! I mean, really? I'm oh, surprised I'm a bummer, doesn't he check that like he hasn't tampered with anything on the bloody thing? Moving on. Not when Chucky isn't voiced by Dorf, he's voiced by Eden Gross, who voiced good Chucky, up until Charles Boy 3. He's also the voice of Teddy Ruxpin, I believe. Moving on. Later at night, Chucky sees on TV his old partner, Eddie, played by Neil Golatani, I think that's pronounced his name, escaped from the cops and is on the run. So Maggie puts Andy to bed, but Chucky wants to watch the news. She hears none of it and puts them both to bed, all but pulling Chucky's arm clean out of the socket. Socket, and remember, he's human. Mm-hmm. Because all humans can have their arm yanked out of the socket, but and survive. And oh, who cares? Chucky doesn't stand for this and kills her by hitting on the head with a toy hammer, which somehow goes. Quite hard to fall out the kitchen window, all eight stories up, and smash into a car, Mm, as you do. And note, Chucky's POV is straight to Evil Dead, hovering a good four feet off the ground, and me like a fat guy in a scooter. I mean, come on, that's my main problem with this movie. The height of Chucky is ridiculous. You have the doll itself, which is about a foot and a half. You have the little person... In the outfit is three foot four and you have another actor playing him later who's five foot. What height is he for crying out loud? And moving on. As I was gonna say there, here we go. Note when Chucky isn't is running around, it's actually John Franklin, you know could be a little kid from Children of Corn, and a good guy onesie and a ginger wig. Also note, when he is freestanding he is played by Ed Gale, Howard Duck himself. That's the 80s Howard, not the CGI one from today. Chucky spills flour on the floor, leaving tiny footprints on the flour to frame Andy. And I think you'd notice Andy's footprints are much bigger than these teeny little doll footprints, but never mind. Returning home much later at night, and just how long was this bloody overtime? I mean, she puts Andy to bed at nine. She must come back about midnight. I mean, she starts at seven or something, the hell it was that said in the movie. Who cares? Moving on. Karen finds cops, an ambulance and a news outside her home reporting the murder or suicide. And by the way, this flat is huge for somebody who's supposed to be struggling with money. She has at least three bedrooms, two sitting rooms, a huge bloody toilet and a shower room that's separate and a massive kitchen, yet yeah, she, she can't afford stuff. How about get her small house, love, you know? I mean, mm. no one stops her as uh, she's screaming at the top of her lungs, opening For Andy, that is, opening every single door and running around. Hello, evidence tampering. So, you're trying to say to me, this six-year-old kid has been alone for at least two hours and no one called the kid's parents or indeed social services. Oh, the 80s. Finally, Detective Norris tells her Maggie is dead from a fall from the window. And the acting is terrible. In a scene, as Karen is shown a crime scene, she barely reacts to anything, even after the ter- detective at Norris shows her the footprints in the flower, and he accuses Andy of killing his <coughs> Aunt Maggie. And by the way, if he was anything like a good cop, he would have checked Andy's shoes are much larger than these tiny little fucking footprints. Moving on, back in bed, Andy notices Chucky has flour on his shoes, so runs and tells the detective and his mother, but of course they don't believe him, not even check, I mean when you check the bloody doll feet at least, and note, the reason, the reason why Chucky wants inside Andy's body, this sounds wrong on every single fucking level, almost as bad as I've got a date with a six year old boy, Ugh. is Charles re- uh, Lee Raven killed his father a year earlier, but this was dropped because he's a woman strangler. Why does he have a knife and a gun if he strangles women? I mean, why'd he kill the father? Uh, who cares? Also, there's there's another idea that Charles Lee Ray was actually his real father from a rape case years earlier, but again, that was dumped, so... Later that night, Karen catches Andy talking to Chucky, but thinks nothing of it. I just tucks him to bed. I just scratch that. She fixed the fuck out after Andy tells her. Chucky says Maggie deserves it because she was a real bitch. I mean, what do you take this thing away from the kid? He's talking to this chunk of plastic. I mean, mm hmm. Anyway, the next day, Andy runs out of school with Chucky, catches a train, and goes to the bad side of Chicago. Yet no one notices a six-year-old kid all alone. Okay movie, I'm calling bullshit on this. I mean, a little kid catches a train and goes from one side of the city to the other side of the city. Where did he get the money from in the first place? I mean, nobody now notices he's, he's sitting whispering to this little plastic doll and he's all alone. Uh, dear... <clears throat> Chucky hunts down his old partner Eddie and literally blows him sky high by opening up the burners on a gas stove. And it must have been some bloody gas main. As 30 seconds of gas, he explodes a three-story building into rubble. Later that afternoon, Karen goes to see Detective Norris who tells her Andy was found at a crime scene with Chucky. And his fingerprints are of the murder weapon, i.e. the toy hammer. Therefore he's a suspect, in fact the only suspect. And we're 20-odd minutes into this hour and 22, 25-minute movie, and I'm done. This is just fucking ridiculous. You're supposed to believe a six-year-old boy is a killer. Yeah, calm down, movie. He ain't Damien fucking Thorne. By the way, check my archives. He might be bug nuts because he's telling everyone that Chucky did it, and he's innocent, so he's taken into care because reasons? Anyway... Going back home with the doll, Really love, you've got to take the fucking doll home with you. And Andy is putting care, an unemotional Karen just dumps the fucking doll on a couch and realizes the batteries are still in the box, which means Chucky's alive all along. <gasps> Shock horror! Oh God, this movie's terrible. Cue a ridiculous cat mouse game between Karen and Chucky. 45 minutes into an hour and 20 minute movie and Chucky finally talks as Brad Dorf. Yay. Chucky bites Karen on the forearm after she threatens to throw him in a fire and then runs away. Because that's scary right? Seriously, as a kid I was scared of this movie. I mean the effects are fucking hilarious. Chucky is nothing to be afraid of. He's all about two feet tall, just pick up the little shit and punt kick the little fucker into a fire or pull his arms and legs off. It's a fucking doll. Jesus jinkies. Anyway, Karen catches a cab to the police station to tell Detective Norris all about Chucky. Of course he doesn't believe her because why would she? She's rambling on and on and on about what she's saying is completely unbelievable. A kid's toy is haunted by the ghost of a serial killer killed weeks earlier so why would you bloody believe the her story i mean mm. so karen runs back to the bum she bought chucky from finds him but he tries to assault her luckily for her detective norris has been stalking her all night long and saves her yeah because yeah what's was a great idea go to the dodgy end of chicago at well after midnight find a bum surprise surprise love he tried to rape you and or assault you i mean idiot the bum tells them he found a doll in a burned out toy store yet there's no damage on the box and how the fuck did he manage to get into the bloody thing with no cops seeing him Uh, and you think the doll that was found on... Underneath the other, um, Charles Leary body would be taken into evidence, you know, covered in blood and fingerprints and such. But no, 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 this bum just finds it and picks it up and punts it for 30 bucks. I mean, uh, dear God. So Detective Norris puts two and two together and boom, killer it all. Detective Norris then spills his guts to Karen, telling her he killed Charles Re- Lee I can't fucking speak, in a toy store weeks earlier, then tells her where he lived and then throws out his car because reasons, going back to the station, Detective Norris gets the Charles, I can't fucking speak, Charles Lee Ray file and heads home, where in the back seat of the car, Chuckie is waiting for him with a knife, so wait, he was waiting for him all along in the back seat of the cop car to kill him, why not kill him and Karen, one is in the car at the same time, two birds, one stone. Or should that be, give a bird a scone? What the fuck? Peter? The pita even? <clears throat> anyway, this part is stupid, as first Chucky tries to choke him with wires, but one later to face later, and uh, he attacks him with a knife, stabbing him wildly. And I wonder, is this a real knife? Because that's real fear in his face, and he's not that good an actor. After two minutes of this and a ridiculous struggle between Norris and Chucky uh, over a gas pedal, the car crashes. And why didn't Chucky just cut his bloody ankle or his leg? I mean, uh, here Norris shoots Chucky point blank range and he just runs off like nothing happens. Yeah, because he's human. That's a magnum bullet straight through the shoulder, but he's just perfect for him to run off. Ah, uh, this movie's so fucking bad. The next day, Karen checks out Charles. Lee Ray's house, finding a Candyman candy style painting of a voodoo magic. Yet the cops never noticed this. It covers half the fucking walls in the house. How in the fuck could you miss this huge Muriel? Uh, <clears throat> Norris finds her and tells her Charles Lee Ray wasn't named Chucky. <gasps> no, was he? Also, his best friend was a voodoo priest because you know every gangster has a voodoo priest or every rapist has a voodoo priest best friend and cut to chucky hunting down his voodoo priest friend to ask him why he can suddenly feel pain he tells him the longer he is in the doll the more human he is so he's been in a sting for weeks and weeks and weeks therefore he must be bloody fully human And yeah, because every human can spin their head full around and have their arms ripped out of their sockets and survive a bullet to the shoulder close point range. He refuses to help him until Chucky uses a voodoo doll on him, snapping his arm and then his leg until he tells him how to get out of the doll, which can only be done if he gets the body of the first person he talked to i.e Andy and why the hell would this voodoo priest have a voodoo doll of himself just lying around his apartment uh, ridiculous so off he goes on to Andy arriving just as time as the voodoo priest dies he tells Karen she must kill Chucky before he takes over Andy and she must destroy Chucky's heart across town Chucky finds Andy and jail cell what the fuck they put kids in jail he's sick for fuck's sake andy freaks out as chucky is coming for him but doctor doesn't believe him until chucky breaks in and tries to kill andy Failing to do so andy escapes so chucky kills the doctor by using electric shock therapy to burn him alive say what he uses ect to burn him alive that's not how ect bloody works uh, detective norris and karen go to the kids jail what the f- Finding the doctor dead and Andy is a missing, they head home where Andy is. So here it is, the final showdown between Andy versus Chucky. Where does, I, where does he hide? Why in the bedroom closet? Calm down, Laurie. Strode. Except he's armed with a baseball bat and not a bloody wire hanger. But one swing and he drops it and just runs off because he's a fucking idiot. Chucky. Hunts him down, hits him on the head with baseball bat, and uh, just as Detective Norris and dear old mummy arrives, Chucky starts his chant. Norris kicks down the door and stops him, so Chucky cuts his ankle with his handy dandy good guy pocket knife, because that's just every kid needs a bloody pocket knife. Oh, this movie is terrible. Thank God, on the last 20 minutes. Dear God. <clears throat> Norris hunts down Chucky after giving Karen his spare gun and gets knocked out by the baseball bat to the head by Chucky. Karen kneecaps him with no effects because, like I said, he's human, and runs into the living room where she tosses him into the fire. And here, Andy burns Chucky alive with, this is the end, friend. This still doesn't stop him, however, even burnt to a crisp because, remember, he's human. He still attacks her, so she blows his head off, and then his arm, and then his leg, but he still comes for home. Who the fuck made this dog, Skynet? Good mighty. She shoots his head clean off, but he still comes after her. After emptying the gun into his torso, he's still not fucking dead. What in the actual fuck? I'm done with this movie. I mean... We're in the last five or so minutes. Norris's partner shows up and, of course, doesn't believe the story, even though there's body parts everywhere and a place would reek of burnt plastic. Chucky's torso comes out of the air vent and tries to choke his partner for death. Really, movie? This is where you're going to go. A headless fucking one-arm, one-legged torso attacks and tries to... Oh, God, this movie. So, Karen... ...pulls off the doll, throwing it into the corner, where Norris fills it with bullets, finally putting the doll down. The cops arrive, and Andy has a stare down with the beheaded Chucky... ...as his mother pulls him away, and freeze-frame, as credits roll. So, that was child's play, a stupid concept for a movie. The effects, when not a little person in a wig, are good and practical. The acting, however, is piss-fucking-poor. These scares are hilarious. How Chuck became a horror icon is beyond me. None of these movies are scary and more to make the worse to get. Also, if he's human, how can he survive a bloody beheading? This thing is utter trash. I'm going to give this thing a 2 out of 10. I'm going to get hate for this, but I don't like any of these child's play movies. Even when it went meta, it failed. Although, in saying that, I do have a soft spot for Bride of Chucky, as that was the first one I saw in the cinema. But, the rest are just utter crap. Seat, Curse and Cult are diabolically shit. *Part 2 and 3 are utter cash grabs and make no fucking sense, the timelines are over a bloody place. And I hope to god this 2019 remake is the final death nail on this franchise and kills it stone. Dead. I hate Chucky and I hate Child's Play. Just let it die, Hollywood. Let it die. Still, never mind. Come back next week for more festive fear as I look at Better Watch Out, a Home Alone clone with a twist. The rest of the month is Krampus, Jack Frost 1 and 2, and a few other choice horrors. January is John Carpenter Classics 2, which is the thing. Escape from New York, Big Trouble in China, and Dark Star. February is Love Sucks, vampire movies, including Fright Night and Vamp. March is BBV, March Madness, including The Stuff and Evil Dead 3. And April is Aliens. So, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Or email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of Hellraiser, Psycho, Omen, Resident Evil and more. Also my Christmas horrors of Black Christmas, Santa Sleigh, Saturday Night, and many, many more. eh, A Baha'i. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to.